The parish starts by Yishma Yisra. Yisra heard. What did he hear? It's called Sha'asa Hashem le Moshe to Yisrael. Everything Hashem did for Moshe for the Jewish people. Ki Hashem is Yisrael in Mitzrayim. Because Hashem took Klai Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. So the Pasuk says clearly why Yisrael came, what Yisrael heard. And if that's the case, it's very surprising that if we look in Chazal, we see Chazal ask a question. It's brought by Rashi. And Chazal asks, Mashmu Uba. What did Yisrael hear? And what's the question? The Pasuk already answered the question. The Pasuk tells us clearly what Yisrael heard. But, what's even more surprising is that Chazal's answer doesn't match the Pasuk's answer. The Pasuk said again, everything Hashem did for Moshe and for Klai Yisrael, because Hashem took Yisrael out of Mitzrayim. So the answer should be the entire story of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And yet Chazal answers brought by Rashi that what Yisrael heard was Kriyas Yamsuf from Mulchem Samarek. So we need to understand what did Chazal see to ask the question more than what the Pasuk's already explained and if already what's the answer they're giving that's different to what the Torah seems to say. Let's look at another question. There's a Gemara, which is well known. It's actually the very last Gemara in Shas, the concluding paragraph of Masechus Neda. And the Gemara says, Tanad Velio, Kol ha-shoyne halochos b'chol yom, muvtachloi shuhu ben ha-olam abba. Anyone who studies halacha, practical halacha every day, is guaranteed that he's a ben ha-olam abba. How do we know that? Shneemar halichos oilam loy. Halichos literally means the ways or the paths of the world are his. And on that, Chazal say, "Al tikri halichos, elo halachos." Don't read it as halichos, as ways, as paths, as routes, but as halachos. Now we have a principle in understanding comments of Chazal. That this idea of Al-Tikri, don't read the Pasuk one way, rather transpose a letter or add a word and read it differently. It isn't coming to take the Pasuk away from its simple meaning. It's not coming to, so to speak, change the Pshat for something else. This principle of Al-Tikri means that the way to understand the Pshat in the Pasuk is through the Drasha Chazal. And therefore, the way to understand why Halichos Oilam Loi, why the ways of the world are His, is through Halachos. Is to read the Halichos as Halachos. And obviously we need to understand what does it mean. What are Chazal trying to explain to us with that statement? And maybe let's ask one final question before we come to answer, Be'ezer Hashem. We see Yisrael comes and being a good father-in-law, Yisrael can't resist the opportunity to offer Musa, to offer direction, how things could be done better. And he sees Moshe 
judging Klai Yisrael. And Yisrael turns to him and says, Why are you doing? And why are the people standing over you the whole day long? And Moshe responds with two points. His first point is, And therefore, since the people are coming to me to seek Hashem, then I teach them the chukas of Hashem and His mitzvahs. So my first job is to teach Torah. People come to me because they want to learn Torah. And the second point is if they have a disagreement, an argument. So then they come to me, and I judge. So Moshe is a dual role. He's also the Moshe Torah, and he's also the judge. And Yisrael finds fault with the fact that he's judging by himself. And he says, you aren't able to judge such a big people on your own. You need to appoint other judges. We understand that was Yisra's innovation. The whole system of the judiciary of Klai Yisra. The Sari Asaras, the Sari Chamishim, the Sari Meas, the Sari Alafim. It was all the result of Yisra's idea. But when it came to the fact of Moshe teaching Torah, We would imagine Yisrael would have had no issue with that. It's understood. Moshe was the one who knew the Torah, who had received the Torah, and therefore it was only after Moshe Rabbeinu, it was his prerogative to teach the Torah. And therefore it's interesting that if we look closely at the Pasuk, we'll see that even when it came to the idea of teaching Torah, Yisrael doesn't just accept what Moshe says. He has words of advice to offer here as well. Moshe, Moshe told him, told him, I teach him the chukas and the Torah. And Yisra's response is, that's your job. But his way of defining the Torah which Moshe should teach is, you should teach them the way they should go and the actions they should do. And we can ask the question here also, why did Yisrael see it necessary to disagree with the way Moshe had defined his role as teaching Torah and change the description of how to teach Torah? So from all these points, let's understand where the greatness of Yisrael lay. And let's go back to the first question first. Chazal asked a question, What had Yisri heard that he came? What had Yisri heard? And we asked, the Pasuk says, he heard the Holy Messiah's Mitzrayim. It says clearly. And we have to understand, as the Duke I heard from Yisri Kizrachish later, the question wasn't, what did Yisrael hear? The question Chazal asked is, Shama Uba. What did Yisrael hear that caused him to come? What he had heard is what the whole world had heard. Everybody had heard about Yisrael Mitzrayim. Everybody had heard about Kriyas Yamsuf. Chazal's question is, what caused Yisrael to come? 
to give up the title and the honor he had in the land of Midian and make the long and arduous journey to the desert to join the Jewish people? What caused him to actually come? And if that's the question, then the answer is Kriyas Yamzaf and Muhammad Samalek. What did Yisrael see in these two events, Kriyas Yamzaf and Muhammad Samalek, that was the catalyst which caused him to come? So let's look at Kriyas Yamzaf first. Klai Yisrael encamped at the banks of the sea. Klai Yisrael surrounded by the sea on the one side and the Egyptian army closing in on them on the other. They have nowhere to run. And Klai Yisrael turned and dove into Hashem. And Hashem says, this isn't the time for tefillah. Mati tzakelai. Tabel b'nei Yisrael v'yisau. Tell the Jewish people to travel. To travel where? They're trapped. That's the problem. They understood it means they're meant to travel into the sea. The Nasi, Nachshon ben Aminadav takes the initiative. He jumps into the sea. The water rises to his neck. And then the sea splits. And what did Yisra see in that incident? Yisra saw that incident that the fact that the Jewish people davened wasn't enough. The fact that they understood that their salvation is to come from Hashem wasn't enough. What was necessary was somebody to take the initiative and do something. What was necessary was to do something the Maisa. Naqshan to jump into the sea. When Naqshan jumps into the sea, then the sea splits. And the second incident, the story of Amalek. When the whole world saw and was impressed, and was blown away by the tremendous nisim which was done for the Jewish people. Not everyone was happy about it. There were many nations who despised, disliked the Jewish people and definitely weren't excited to see that tremendous success, the nisim that Hashem did for them. Like we say in the Shira, these were Nivhalu, these were Nikhpazu, these are shaken by trembling. Yet, those negative inclined nations, whatever they might have felt or thought or wanted to happen to the Jewish people, we don't see that they were punished for that. We don't see that there was any lasting effect. But when it comes to Amalek, also a nation who hates the Jewish people, but by them, Hashem goes to an extreme. And He makes a shvur that He'll not rest until Amalek is destroyed. Hashem's name won't be complete until Amalek is completely eradicated. There's no option for Cheva. Amalek has to be destroyed. It was a severity of a punishment which no other nation was, was so to speak, threatened with. Why was Amorek so bad? Was it because they hated the Jews more than other nations? No. Maybe not. What made Amorek so bad was what they did. They got up, they journeyed to the Midbar especially in order to fight the Jewish people. 
It wasn't that they felt the dislike. They had to get up and show it. And Yisra sees here too. That feelings aren't going to cause a long-term result. Action does. Amalek, by acting, by coming to the Midbar to fight, that's what condemned them to eternal destruction. By jumping into the sea, that's what brought the salvation. And therefore Yisra sees his incidents and the conclusion he comes to. It's not enough to be impressed from afar. It's not enough to be inspired by the Nisim I've seen. If I'm not going to do something to concretize the way I feel, then like any inspiration, it's going to dissipate. And nothing's going to remain from it. And therefore Yisrael learned the lesson. Uba, and he came. He did something. He left Midian, he traveled to the Midbar. He joined the Jewish people. And he became the first Geretzedek. Because Yisrael understood the value of this principle. It's not enough what a person thinks or feels. Inspiration fades. Feelings change. If a person wants to grab the moment and make it something meaningful, something long-lasting, it needs action. He needs to do something. There's a pasuk in Shirim. And the pasuk says, Hashem addressing the Jewish people. And he says to them, Hishpati eschem b'nai Yerushalayim. I make you make a shvur b'nai Yerushalayim. And what's the shvur Hashem makes us make? Im ta'iru ve'im ta'iru esa'avu. If you should arouse or awaken Hashem's love for you. Ad she'techpots. Until it's wanted. Don't act, so to speak, to inspire Hashem's closeness for Klai Yisrael if it's not wanted. Rashi explains, like the Gemara does, it means there's a set time when Hashem wants to redeem the Jewish people. There's a set time when Mashiach is meant to come and once again will experience the closeness of Hashem's love. And Hashem is warning the Jewish people, don't do things to try and force Hashem's hand. Don't do things to try and arouse, to awaken that love before before it's wanted, before the time for it is right, before Hashem wants to bring it. But the Ramban explains it differently. And the Ramban explains the Pasuk, Hashem is warning the Jewish people, if you're going to arouse, if you're going to wake up Hashem's love for you, he explains, before you do an action. To arouse Hashem's love, so to speak, by committing ourselves to what we want to do, what we want to achieve, and what we feel, and we're inspired. And when we speak like that, then Hashem reciprocates. But if it's not going to be if He's not going to do something, to do an action, then nothing's going to come of all those grandiose plans and all those big dreams. And therefore the Navi warns us, don't do that. Don't offer 
so to speak, whatever a person wants to do, which is going to arouse Hashem's love for them, if they're not going to put it into practice, if they're not going to do a maise to make it happen. The Ramban obviously held very highly of this idea because he repeated it in his Agaris Ramban, in his famous letter he sent to his son. And he says, at the end of the letter, when you get up from having studied, from having learned something, look, see what you can do practically from it. See where it comes to put it into practice. Because something which is translated into halacha, something which becomes something which is a person can do that's something which will become part of them. Something which they'll stick to. But something which just remains in the realm of a person's thoughts and his dreams, it's more likely something which is going to get lost. Had Yisrael not gotten up and come to the Midbar, like many other going who were probably extremely inspired by what they had witnessed, nothing would have come of it. We see this. We see this in the parish of Matan On the Pasuk Hashem, the Gemara says in Zvachim that the whole world heard Matan Torah. The world shook from the thunder. The world trembled from the ability to hear Hashem speak. The sound of the shofar reverberated around the earth. And all the Goyim, wherever they may have been, were incredibly scared. They thought the world was coming to an end. And they went to Bilam, who was somebody who had an access to Nevoah. And it says they asked him, Hashem la Mabel Yashov, is Hashem bringing another flood? Are these phenomena we're seeing, are these sounds we're hearing, a harbinger of destruction? The onset of the, the world being flooded? And Hashem said no. Bilam said no, there's not going to be another flood. So what's happening? Hashem oiz la Amoyitin. Hashem has given the Torah to Klai Yisrael. Such miracles, such wonders, the Goyim all aware of it. And yet, how many Goyim took the step that Yisrael did and came to join the Jewish people? And what happened to that inspiration? And what happened to the fear fear and the feelings of all they felt when they were experienced and this Hashem was doing they didn't capitalize in the moment and they all got lost and if that's the case if we understand where Yisra is coming from now let's go to the second question he asked in Yisra he sees Moshe with all the people gathered around him he asks him what he's doing and Moshe said two things He's judging them and he's teaching them Torah. And we saw when it came to the judging part of Moshe's responsibility, Yisrael said, delegate, make more judges. We understand that part. When it came to the first part of teaching Torah, so it's true that responsibility remained in the hands of Moshe, but Yisrael still has a lot to say. Moshe said, I'll teach them the Chukah Lekim, Mr. I'll teach them the Torah. And Yisra says to him, no, Moshe. 
It's not enough to teach the Torah the concepts. The principles of Hashem wants. You have to teach it to them practically. Tell them what to do and tell them how to live. Teach them the, the route to walk and the actions to do. Bring the Torah down to a level of what's Nagel Lemaise, or what's Nagel to Halacha, which is practical. That was Yisrael Shitasa. Yisrael's principle that what a person can put into action, can put into practice, that has a, a tremendous value. If you look at Yusuf's Lashon, the route that they should walk on, the road they should travel. Then we can go back to the other Pasuk. The Pasuk brought to the Gemara at the end of Nida. The Pasuk which says, The route to the world is his. The Gemara says in this Pasuk, that there's a, we see in this Pasuk, a remez to a person who's a ben oilam abo. A person who merits the world to come. The Oilam, the world which has been spoken about is Oilam Abba. And there's Halichos. There's a way to get to that Oilam. There's a path to travel for the person who wants to arrive in Oilam Abba. And then who's the Ben Oilam Abba? Who's the person who travels faithfully the path which leads him to the Oilam? Which leads him to that future world? How does the person stay the course on the halichos oilam lay? And the answer to that, Chazal say, Al tikri halichos ela halachos. If a person's track, his journey to Lama Ba, would be based on inspiration, it's not going to bring him there. It's a long, long road. And inspiration doesn't last that long. But if the halichos oilam, if the path to Olam is paved with halacha, it's something practical which a person commits to and stays the path, on that path and remains true to the course, then that's the Ben Olam The Torah Yisrael defines as the Derech Yel The Torah defines the route that people need to travel. And that's what the Gemara is saying here as well. The Halichos, the path which gets to the Olam, is the path of halacha. Is the path of a person who's showing halachas b'chol yom. Who's learning halacha every day. Because that sets in stone. That concretizes what he has to do. And that becomes something which becomes a part of him and will bring him to Elam Abba. Just like Yisrael understood this message. Shama Uba. He heard and he came. He put it into practice. And Yisra was zaychet to become the first girl who joined the Jewish people. Somebody who had an entire parish of the Torah. And not just the parish of the Torah. The parish of Matan Torah was called after him. Someone who defined the mahalach of learning Torah as being the derech ha The route which needs to be traveled. Maybe you can even say, That this was the same inspiration which Kaisral had when they said Nasi before Nishma. What we're going to do, because that's something which is going to remain strong, that's something which is going to remain a part of us, as opposed to what we hear and can be moved by, 
but it can also be forgotten. And therefore, that somebody who's also got the building blocks to build the path of Halicha Yisraelam Loi, the path where it takes the need, where it needs to bring the person to be a Ben Aylam Abba.